Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly, Money Tips. Hope you're having a great day. Another glorious sunny day here in, in London. Uh, in the mid-20s, uh, exceptionally hot and uh, has sent a lot of people heading for the beaches, which are jam-packed with people. And it, it kind of reminds you that the UK is is quite a small country. You know, there's there's not a lot of space when you know everybody heads for, for the the few beauty spots that we have, like if everyone goes to the Lake District or the Peak District, or you know, I've been to North Wales on on uh, on in in, uh, in Mount Snowdon all around there, and it's packed full of people. It's like you know a park in London, some parts of it. So it does, you know, we are a small country in in the UK, and uh, we we can see that we, yeah, and on a hot hot Sunday or a hot weekend or a bank holiday, you know, places do get exceptionally crowded uh so but there you go um obviously the rules are in the uk that you can go to these places provided you keep a social distance but it's impossible to keep a social distance on a crowded beach where there's not enough space for everybody uh so so that's what's happening they're all they're, they're taking a bit of a risk i suppose when i go out at the moment i find that only about maybe 10 percent of the people if that wear wear a mask out in public and you know they're brushing past you in, in shops and I think, well, you know, what happened to that? I think if, if people go out, it would make sense to wear a mask so that at least you're not coughing or sneezing over somebody else. And I, I do see people coughing, just, just coughing out like that in public with, with no uh, thought for any of where it's going. Anyway, that, that's that's my little rant for the, for the, for the day. Uh, sorry about that. Um, now, I, I'm, I'm headline today is that UK properties hit record lows in April and according to the statistics, and th- this is borne out by HMRC statistics, that, that there were 38,000 transactions in April, uh, according to provisional figures from uh, HMR Customs. And this was less than half the level in the same month of the, of the previous year. So uh, that, now that, those transactions are probably as a result of properties that might have been sold in January and February, and have completed in April. Now, obviously, a lot of people, a lot of property sales got held up when the lockdown was announced, and uh, some people were left in limbo and could not complete on their property. They couldn't move. Uh, so perhaps that's why you've got those record lows recorded in April. I would expect those to to be up in 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 May if 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 transactions are released and people can get moving again, and I. You know, on on the the recent front, because those those are sort of historical figures. On on the recent front, uh, estate agents have got moving again. You might not see all of them open in the high street, but I don't see why they shouldn't be. Uh, but if estate agents are are moving, uh, getting things moving, they're 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 dealing with people on the phone, they're dealing with online, they're dealing with virtual viewings. Uh, so things should start getting getting moving again. Obviously, for people who are. Uh, on furlough, I've lost their job. I, I think it's going to be very difficult. Uh, there were people that had mortgage offers in place before this this lockdown, and then 
you know, that they've been laid off or, or they're on, on furlough and, and lenders have started to pull back. They've started to be careful again uh, and be very cautious. So I think for young people trying to get on the property ladder, it's a very, very difficult time. A lot of young people also have used up the money that they save for a deposit. You know, they've had to use it to, to survive this, this lockdown period, which is terrible you know, after saving for all that time. Uh, so, I, you know, you've got to feel for the young people. It's very difficult for them to get on, on the property ladder, isn't it? So um, we'll have to see literally how that, that works out for them. But but I hope that the market will get moving again. Uh, renters are starting to come back. Uh, you know, a lot of people left rooms and that sort of thing. They left rooms to, to go back to their parents. Uh, some of them went back to um, not, not just their parents, but they, they went abroad. They went, uh, a lot of people went back to America. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Romania, I was going to say. There was a lot of Romanian renters that uh, one landlord I know deals with. He said all of his Romanian tenants left when, when the lockdown was announced and went back to Romania because if they can't work and earn money, they might as well not be paying rent. So they, they just sort of walked away uh, and, and went home uh, to sort of hibernate during this period. Uh, just had a comment here from Bunty. Good to see you. Thanks, Bunty. Good to see you too. Said He said, hopefully property sales will bounce back with encouragement from the government uh, by means of uh, stamp duty, holiday. People now need to live whether they're it's renting or borrowing. And and Bunty runs a, a Facebook group. I think it's called HMO uh, Buyers or HMO something, HMO Buyers. There are rumours of negative interest rates being introduced to encourage people to to spend their savings. Well, negative interest rates were uh, it came up in the news this week because the government issued gilts or bonds at negative interest rates for the first time ever. So if you buy a bond, you, you, you'll get back less than you paid for it. Uh, this is because institutions need to put their money somewhere safe. So the, the rate is one aspect of it. But now... In, in in some countries, they're they're issuing these bonds, which are multi-billion-pound investments. Now, you and I wouldn't go and buy a gilt for for you know thousand pounds. These are big institutions investing in in what what they feel is a, a safe haven in in UK gilts because they know that the government will always pay them back because the government of a country will always be able to print the money to pay them back. But normally, they pay an interest rate, uh, and those those bonds can be traded. Uh, along the way, but uh, they they have an interest rate and a redemption date, and these bonds now are are selling at negative interest rates, so people have to pay to put their, their their money into them. And I think this has been seen in Japan before, and in Swiss banks where you, you have to pay to keep your money there. So rates have come down so low. Um, you know, I was saying yesterday that on savings, I showed a letter that, and I'm, I'm now uh, Santander sent me a letter saying your savings now is um, it was. 0.1% now it's 0.01%. So it's it's gone down what a hundred times, I think. Uh and, and yet if you, you get a mortgage for them, they want two and three percent. So they want about three hundred times the, the 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 rate they're paying savers, which it, it used to be that they would pay a saver maybe, you know, five percent and they would charge you seven or eight percent on, on your mortgage or nine percent. But now rates have come down low. The margins have gone up enormously because, you know, they're paying almost nothing to savers and yet they're charging 3%, uh, 300% more for, for a mortgage. And if you look at credit cards, well, they're still charging 16, 17% on credit cards. 
and and overdrafts, forty percent on overdrafts, thirty five percent on overdrafts. It, it's it's like that the banks are making more money out of lower interest rates. Um, and and as I was saying, when I tried to change, I had a fixed rate deal for two years. You get to the end of two, you think, great. Well, rates are still low. In fact, they've gone down uh, from 0.75 to almost zero. You think now if I'm getting a new fixed rate, I'd, I'd get a better deal, right? Wrong. I had to pay more. I, I paid a higher rate. It's costing me another £200 a month for the same amount of mortgage and a £1,000 fee. So lenders now, in, 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 when I first got my mortgage, they would give you a mortgage for 25 years and, and that's all they'd make out of you, the interest on the mortgage. Now, they, they give you a mortgage and they say, right, if you want this rate, it's a fee, maybe 1,000, 2,000, 5,000 pounds fee. And then you think, OK, I'll, I'll pay the fee because I'm getting a good rate. And then after two years, three years or whatever the, the term of that fixed or discount rate is, they come back and say, right, your rate is now going to go up to this amount, which is usually double or more, um, and your payments were double. Or we can give you this rate uh, and and you can you can fix again or you can go for another discount rate, but then you have to pay another fee. So they're charging another thousand pound just for giving you another rate. Uh, so when you see a, a headline rate, this discount rate is one percent, but there's a five thousand pound fee. It's not really one percent, is it? it? When you actually work it out, it's probably more like two percent if you actually add in the fee as well. But people say, oh, I'll add the fee onto the mortgage. That doesn't really matter. Which it won't adding the fee to the mortgage won't make much difference to the payments, but it makes a difference to what you owe and and what you ultimately pay over the term. So the lending here is is has got to be a little bit of a rip off, but we're we're stuck with these banks and the banks, as I said, are pulling their horns in a bit uh, because they see there's a higher risk for for them if people lose their jobs uh, in the future once they've got their mortgages and and we're seeing big companies like Rolls Royce and and many other firms laying off people, uh, shops closing, shops going in, shops and restaurants going into administration. So the lenders are being a bit cautious. So it's going to be difficult to, I think, get the, the residential market moving again in, in the near future, unless the economy is fully back up and running. However, some parts of the, the property market are still moving. I was speaking to a friend of mine, Sam Fongo, who runs the Midas Property Group, and he, he's heavily involved with auction sales. Um, and while he had a seminar this morning, a webinar, and I was I was on that. And at the same time, there was uh, an online auction going on uh, and he was checking in and out and I was checking in and out and, and properties were selling. In fact, one of his properties, one of his clients sold at auction in Bradford, reached the reserve price and a lot of stuff was selling or it even sold before the auction, sold prior. So the market is busy for, for investors uh, and a lot of London investors are actually moving their money up north. They're buying stuff up north. So I, I joke that as the economy economy moves south, the money moves north. The economy is going south, but the, the smart money is going north. Just my little sense of humour. But that, that means that uh, London investors are picking up bargain properties up north for the yield, for the rental yield. Uh, because if you buy a property in, in the London area, you're lucky to get a 3% yield. In other words, the yield means the gross yield is is the amount of rent you you get uh, compared to the price that you pay. So if you buy a property for a hundred thousand pounds in London, uh, you'd you'd likely to get a three percent yield, uh, or you wouldn't get a pro- you wouldn't get a property for a hundred thousand. But you know if a property was a hundred thousand and the yield was three percent, that would be a three thousand a year rent. 
or on a million, you'd get 30,000 a year rent, if you know what I'm saying here. But up north, you, you would get a much higher yield. You could get 8 9%, maybe even 10% on, on your money. So people with, with money to invest in London, where they can't get the, the rates of return in the bank, uh, and shares are uh, are still a little bit overpriced at the moment, and many of the the, the, the uh, companies are cutting their dividends so they can't even get an income on their shares. Uh, government bonds, almost zero rates or negative rates. So they put the money into properties up north thinking, well, if I get that, if I get, you know, buy a hundred thousand property pound property up, up north uh, and I get a rent of six, seven thousand pounds a year and I get a bit of growth, well, that's good enough. So that's what's been happening. And even people from overseas are also buying properties in parts, different parts of the country. Chinese buyers from Hong Kong, African buyers from Nigeria, uh, buyers from all over the world are using people like Sam to source properties and manage them in cities, not necessarily in London, because the prices are quite high and the stamp duty is quite high. So they go to places you know, like Sheffield, Leeds, uh, Bradford, uh, Manchester, Birmingham. Uh, and, and those sort of areas because, um, you know, they, they get better yields and, and they can get more for their money. Uh, but obviously some of these people, I mean, Sam said uh, two, two investors from Hong Kong bought two properties on the phone, just, just like that. So they're not even going to the areas. They're not even seeing what they're buying. Uh, and they're just buying uh, on, on a phone call, really. So uh, whereas I, I, yeah, and as Bunty, as Bunty said, the weak pound has made it cheap for foreigners to buy in the UK. And the UK is still seen as a safe place to, to park your money uh, for a few years. And maybe some of them are not even worried about rental yields. They just want to put their money somewhere. Some of it could be even money laundered, you know, that they want to just hide away from, from their own government. And, you know, there was a lot of Chinese money coming up. I think the Chinese government has stopped that. But uh, a lot of people in, in China and Russia They've got fortunes there, but it could be just taken away from them like that. They could be arrested the next day and put in jail. Uh, same thing in, in many parts of the Middle East. So they see London where they have a rule of law, fair system uh, and, and low taxes, relative low taxes is a good place to, to, to base themselves. So property is selling uh, through through auctions. And I saw it today you know, with my own eyes uh, as, it, as, as we were speaking. We we're going in, so that's sold, that's sold, that's sold. And, and they had a good day at the auction. So... Uh, investors are still uh, investing. Uh, Bunty says, has the market bottomed yet? We, we never know really when it's bottomed. I think the only time you know it's bottomed is when it starts going up again. Uh, but my personal view, and I, I've always tended to be a bit cautious, is that it hasn't bottomed uh, because the, the full effect of what's going on in the economy hasn't rippled through yet. And you know, when if, if, it, if it goes on like this and more and more people lose their job, um, then it must have an effect on property prices. Otherwise, the, is this is the property market living in a parallel universe? No, it's not. It's living where we are. So maybe for investors, they're buying properties that they will rent out as buy-to-let investments. Uh, but for people trying to buy properties on a residential market, I, I don't know. That's They're like separate markets, really. London is a separate market from the northern market and Scotland. So there's all different markets going on out there. But I think property prices uh, will fall. They're expected to fall. Um, so I, I don't think the market has bottomed out. We'll only know when when prices start going up again. But yesterday I was saying that 
10 million people in this, this country are now economically inactive, and that's around a third of the working population. So a third of the working population are, are not paying any taxes. They're not they're, they're actually getting some sort of benefit. They're getting furlough pay from the, the job retention scheme. They're getting uh, you know, loans backed by the government for self-employed. Or they're, they're getting universal credit, some sort of benefit. Two million people now, over two million people now claiming unemployment benefit of some sort. There's a lot of people there that are, you know, inactive in terms of what they're producing. And of course, you've got retired people, students there as well, care, carers, home carers. They're all in that same boat. But you've only got a certain amount of people you know, supporting everything else, all the other people and all, all, everything else that runs the country as well. So that, that has to have an effect on people's ability to buy property. You know, if, if nearly a million more people are now on the dole and, 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 and six million are on furlough, earning 80% of their salary, and, and that company might even lay them off, how, how are they going to go and get mortgages? The, the lenders won't even lend to them. Uh, I, I don't think they will. Um, if, if, a, you know, if I was a lender and someone said, well, I'm on furlough, well, hang on a second. What if that furlough scheme ends and it will gradually taper out what why am i going to lend you three hundred thousand pound you know i'm not going to do it so that, that that's my opinion that's why i think prices will come down uh and and we'll have to see how it goes out during the year i wouldn't buy anything at the moment um uh, whether it's up north or down south or east or west because uh, I, I think prices will come down you could you can get into the property market in different ways without buying you can do rent to rent transactions you can do lease options and those are something you might want to learn about uh, because that, that is a way of getting into property using none of your own money. Uh, so, um, and, and Bunty here says, so that there will be a rental market. Yeah, I mean, the, the tenants will be there um, because I, I, I think that there's still a shortage of people, properties for the amount of people looking for them. Um, and I, I think tenants will, will be there. Uh, but But I think the residential market is going to take time to come back. And and Bunty says, hopefully yields will increase if no one is is buying. Yeah, that's true. If you're buying a property at a lower price and the rent's about the same, your yield goes up. Yeah. So that, that example of £100,000, if the rent's say 10000 a year, that's a 10% yield. You know, but if that price goes down to £50,000 and the rent's still 10000 a year, you know, that's a 20% yield. So that's a simple example because that's all I can work out in my head. But yes, um, prices could come down. But there's there's all sorts of different markets out there. There's single lets in. People are buying single lets in parts of Wales for forty thousand pounds. People are buying in parts of the north where you can buy properties still for for forty and thirty and forty thousand uh, pounds. And then there's London markets. There's commercial markets, uh, which which are also going through a tough time. But it's all underpinned by the economy and what's going on. And the rental market might change from a landlord saying, well, I only deal with young professionals to, well, I'll take anybody. I'll take somebody who's on benefits. So it, it will, um, you know, it, 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 it will change. Yeah. And, um, and and Bunty says if there are less properties to rent, demand will increase. That, that's true. The, the demand will increase. So we'll have to see. I mean, there's a lot of landlords out there who are what we call tired landlords. They're fed up with everything. Uh, because of increased legislation, tax 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 benefits been taken away from them, uh, and and all all the hassles that are going on with with the coronavirus. So maybe some of those landlords might want to get out and just sell off, even if if it's selling off cheap. 
I mean, when you put your property, when I was talking about the auction today, when you put a property in an auction, you're usually selling it off to get it out, get it, get rid of it. You're not getting the highest price you would get. I mean, a lot of people go to an auction, buy, and then sell it on the normal market at a profit. So if you want to sell a property, auction is not the highest price you'll get normally in a normal market. Yeah. Uh, Bunty also says here, students have suffered due to online learning. I know landlords in Hatfield who are struggling and they can't rent. Yeah. So student markets is one of those markets where the landlords might have to adapt and, and change their strategy from the student market, because I think it was uh, Cambridge University said that the whole of academic year next year will just be online. They're not going to take any students in. And in fact, the whole student market in the UK is in jeopardy because they, they get billions of pounds from foreign students coming in from China, from India, from other countries, flocking to the UK, to the top universities. And that brings in so much money and that's all in jeopardy. So yeah, Bunty, the student market is suffering. Also, the service accommodation market has suffered. Um, you know, HMOs, I've had some empty rooms before the lockdown, but there's a lot of people now looking for rooms again. Uh, but so, so, so landlords might need to change. They, they might need to change strategy. They might need to upgrade their properties. Uh, they might need to start accepting tenants on benefit, which they, they were not before. So things you have to adapt to, to whatever the new market is. Uh, but 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 that's what's happening at the moment around the world. We see that in America, the jobless total is now reaching 40 million, which is getting towards what it was in the Great Depression of the 1930s. So that's that's a worrying thing because the American economy does fuel the rest of the, the world's economy. Uh, as they say, when America sneezes, the rest of the world gets a cold. And it's a similar thing for China as well. And there's still this trade war kind of situation going on between Trump and China. There's still this tensions in the, the South China Sea with, with China trying to take over islands in the Philippines and Vietnam. Uh, and and, and there's, there's tensions between them and America trying to control that South China Sea, which is so important for trade uh, throughout the world. Uh, so there's still things could spark off and kick off. Uh, at any time. And that could send the stock market and the economy even further down. My own opinion is that the, the, the economy is, is not on the way up again. I think it's, there's still rocky patch to go through. I don't think it's just going to bounce back. Like that. I think we're in for a long recession, possibly even a depression. But that's, that's my uh, cautious opinion. Other people might have a different story. But it doesn't mean that you, have to, you can just sit at home and say, oh, it's, it's a recession on, I can't do anything. Because just because there's a recession on, it doesn't mean you have to join the recession. It doesn't mean you have to join in with everybody and say, well, there's a recession on. I better just stop working. Fortunes are made during recessions and depressions because people keep going while others just give up and say, well, that's it. You know, but you can learn to adapt whatever you're doing. You can learn to adapt your business, maybe just, just go online. You can pick up, uh, you can learn about property and, and get into that and, and make money from property without buying anything without using your own money. You can control properties rather than own properties. So there's lots of ways of making money. Even though the economy is going down, it doesn't mean your economy, your personal you economy has to go down with it. Uh, during the last recession in 2008, I'd been through a lot of recessions before and always joined in. But in 2008, I said, I'm not going to join in this one. I've decided to opt out. And I'm not being facetious, but that's what I did. And I just carried on working. And it's funny, you know, you, you keep going and Thing, and you, you think, well, I'm not going to you know, just ignore it and just carry on and try and make some money. And I had my best couple of years ever from that 2008 to 2010, 11. 
Uh, and it's the same thing. I know people now that have adapted their business. They've kept going through the lockdown. They've got everyone working at home. And he said he's busier than ever. This is an insurance business. He said other companies have closed their doors and he's busier than ever because they can't get hold of anybody. So he's the type of person that will, will keep going and, and, and move business up during during the recession. He's ignoring. He's saying, well, I'm not joining this one. And he won't. And he'll do well. And it's the same thing with me. I'm not joining this recession and you don't have to join it either. And, you know, if you want to know about how to to learn new skills and drop me a line, I'll put you in touch with some online free courses where you can learn about, uh, you know, moving your business to online or starting an online business or getting into property using none of your own money. So so just 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 think about that, how you can uh, hone your skills to learn new skills and adapt yourself to, to whatever's coming your way. Because just because there's a recession, it doesn't mean you have to be in that recession yourself. I remember Zig Ziglar saying the same thing. He, he said, you know, in every town, there, there's there's always somebody in your business that's doing well and will do well in recessions and, and through good times and bad times. And that, that's true. If you look around, there's always people there all the time. And people say, well, you know, if everyone's going to stop working during the recession, I might as well go out and keep working and, and do more business in recession than I was before. And that that will happen as well. I know it's not it's not easy if you're running a holiday guest house and 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 your business has been wiped out for the summer. But you you got to think of new ways of using that property. So I'll I'll stop for now. I probably talked too much already. So uh, I'll I'll say if you're interested in any courses or anything, there's a lot of free courses around at the moment. Just drop me a line, Charles at CharlesKelly.net or on Facebook Messenger. And thanks for everyone that uh, tuned in here. And have have a good evening. Stay safe wherever you are. And, and do take care. Thanks very much and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 